0: He always used to say, ride your tigers or they'll eat you up.
1: Follow your passion, pursue what sets your soul on fire. The success will follow.
0: That's what makes a good attorney is taking on hard cases, not just the slam dunks, not the ones that are the eight figure catastrophic cases. Everybody wants those, but to really uphold the oath that you took as an attorney to be able to help people. I wanna help people if their case is an average personal injury case or a catastrophic one.
1: You're listening to Personal Injury Mastermind, where we give you the tools you need to take your personal injury practice to the next level. Ashley Rollins is an attorney with dreams as big as her tenacity. A dogfighter in the courtroom and relentless advocate for her clients, Car Crash Ash aims to make her firm, Rollins Law, a household name. On the road forward, she leans into her values for guidance and she ramps up the speed by marketing with intention. I'm your host, Chris Dreyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. We help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings with search engine optimization. Easter eggs aren't just for Marvel films. Stick around till the end for a surprise from Car Crash Ash. Being at the forefront of marketing is all about understanding people. So let's get to know our guest. A fighter from the very beginning, here's Ashley Rollins, founder at Rollins Law.
0: I've always had a passion to advocate and to fight for justice and to stand up to the bigger people. And it kind of carries over what I do now, but I've just always loved the law. And so when I was younger, I just, I really loved to argue. So that's where it started. And that's really what you think law is when you're six years old. So as I got older, I would get in trouble and I would write my parents these letters of why I should not be grounded. I still have them. And they were so convincing, it was like a page front, a page back, and my parents would read it and then they would end up like taking back their punishment because I was so convincing. So I think it was just part of my nature and I think it's, you know, God made me to be an attorney and I really have felt that since since my childhood.
1: That's amazing. I would love to see some of those letters. We might have to pin those to the transcript.
0: we will give them to you. It's hysterical.
1: Yeah. I also heard that you played sports. You're super competitive. What sports did you play? Where did that come from?
0: So I played basketball, soccer, softball. I was the boy my dad never had. So... I was the jock, the firstborn, the oldest child, basically any sport. Like there was times I remember sitting there on the tennis court and he was like whacking balls at me like 90 miles an hour. I'm like, I hate this. It was a part of my childhood. It was always me and dad playing sports. Some of my greatest memories were going to UMass basketball camp, you know, traveling soccer, traveling basketball, AAU. My whole childhood in life really revolved around sports and I always tell this funny story, and it makes my dad seem like he was he's a stickler and very very strict, but growing up, basketball was my sport. And so I was not allowed to come in and eat dinner until I shot 100 follow shots. I had a journal, and I would stand outside in the paved driveway and shoot, and I was not allowed to come in until I shot my follow shots and recorded them. And then I would come in, and he, of course, he would assess my percentages, and that would be a whole nother conversation, but. I just have always had that tenacious, gritty, fighting, competitive nature. And I just, I love everything about athletics. And I think it really translates to the practice of law as well.
1: well that's fantastic. I, I have a feeling that uh, your father and my father get along really well because it was similar. I I had to go to the gym. I had to shoot so many shots before I came home. It was, it was, and it builds discipline. It builds character though too.
0: It does. When you're young, you don't really understand it. I remember I would... I would play in high school games. And if I didn't score, I would come home the next morning and on the radiator, you know, the old school radiators, the printed paper would be there with the highlight, zero points. And he's like, like, <laughs> dad, I couldn't, like I tried. And it was always, wow. but he did that. He did that with my report cards too. It was always any grade below a 92, always some sort of commentary. Why? Explain. I mean, people would die to get A's and B's, and it was like any grade slip below 92, I had to have a justification or a reason of why my grade fell, and it was funny because my sister would come home and she would get C's and get praised, and so we actually still joke about it to this day. I say, Dad, I don't understand, and I never really got it. Why were you always like that with me? And he said, I always knew you had it in you since the beginning.
1: Oh, that's... That's amazing. I I would love to hear what your uh, sister would say about that too, though.
0: Well, it's really funny because my sister was never great in school, tried really hard, but was never great. And ironic enough, she's a very successful physician assistant. Um, She's worked at some amazing hospitals, including Columbia. And so it's, it's just funny now to watch everything come full circle because I was the one that was you know, since day one. Sports, it was literally eat, sleep, sports, school, everything, perfectionist, type A, that's me. She was so lackadaisical, messy, but tried really hard at school. But until she found her niche of what her passion was, that's when she excelled. So it's just, it's funny how every kid is uniquely different.
1: I wanna jump forward, so, you know, after law school, you took the leap to move from Massachusetts to Southern California, and you you work for a handful of firms, you know, what kind of experience did you draw out from those different firms that you worked with? Did this kind of set the tone for you planning your future firm?
0: I think that I'm just meant to be a boss and a leader by my by my skill set and my personality. So um, I always like to learn. I worked for other people and it was great while the time lasted. My first job as an attorney, I was with a firm and there were some unethical things going on and i knew what i stood for what my belief system was and i didn't want to be any part of that so when i had those feelings and i didn't have any proof it was just you know more of an intuition a gut feeling something wasn't right um i just i walked out
1: that's the reason why i started my business it was like i just didn't agree with their values and how they were doing things
0: i wanted things to be done the right way i'm uh I grew up in a Christian household. I believe in the Lord. My faith is a very big part of my life, but also my business. So my firm was built on the foundation of Micah 6, 8, which it's a Bible verse, but it says, do justly, love mercy, walk humbly. And that verse means a lot to me. I started my business with it. It's not a slogan or a tagline or something that's just catchy to attract people to get clients and build business. It's actually something that is personal to me. And you know, everyone has good days and bad days and clients that, you know, might need something more than others. But at the end of the day, I keep myself in check and remember that this is bigger for me than just a law firm. I really believe that I was created on earth to help people and to give back and to fight for justice.
1: Yeah. And on that side, you know, Mr. Rogers has this saying, you know, look for the helpers. Often we hear attorneys are drawn to the the practice because they want to help people. So why did you see law as the vehicle to make this happen? Uh, versus just other career paths, you know, whether it's physicians or, or what have you, how did you see law making the most impact?
0: So I think that law and my passion from, you know, competitiveness and athletics, and then the fact that I actually got into personal injury, and I have the ability to help and give back, it just comes together full circle. And then I can still have my, you know, passion for the medicine, the science and, kind of intertwined in there as well because with personal injury you're always learning and if you're a good attorney you really want to learn not just the law side but also the science and the medicine is very important in personal injury in order to be able to write good demand packages and be able to advocate and fight for clients if you know the medicine and know certain certain things when it comes to that regard
1: you've had a lot of success in taking cases that other firms quite frankly turned down or overlooked you know what, what was it about those situations or maybe if there's a particular case that comes to mind that was it just because they were harder that you you know what was it that you saw in these cases that maybe other people don't
0: i think a lot of well-established or what we call mill firms will reject a case based upon, you know, the basic five facts. So like if there was any sort of liability that went against the client or if there was not enough property damage or there's a certain limits issue, a lot of attorneys have a threshold on the amount of value of a case that they can take. And that's something that I've always strongly said. I just personally, I don't believe in it. I want to help people if their case is an average personal injury case or a catastrophic one. So I think that a lot of times on the first read through, attorneys just pass this up and clients get frustrated, and so when I talk to them and my intake manager speaks with them, and we break it down, and I really dive into certain things. You know, I, I see something that's not there, or I just have that competitive edge, and I'm like, I'm just gonna fight, and I'm not gonna go away. And one of my clients said in a testimonial, she's like, Ashley doesn't take no for an answer, and it's true. And I think that that's what makes a good attorney is taking on hard cases, not just the slam dunks, not the ones that. Are the eight-figure catastrophic cases? Everybody wants those, but to really uphold the oath that you took as an attorney to be able to help people, and to fight and to take the hard cases. I mean, I've taken a bunch of cases where I've personally lost money on, and it might not have been a you know a positive for the client as in monetary value. But let me tell you, the clients are very, very happy and grateful that they had an attorney that took the chance and that listened to them. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that just want their day in court and and want to be heard, you know. So I think that that's important is to just to keep fighting.
1: Yeah. And I got to imagine, too, you you have a stellar reputation and just playing the long game that when they hear of someone that needs an attorney and needs a personal injury attorney, you're going to be the first person they think of just because of how you treated them.
0: Hopefully, and I think that goes back to my customer service roots. So I've, I've worked since I was 15, 16 years old. I've worked two or three jobs my whole life. I you know, I came from a middle-class family, but nothing was ever handed to me. So once people know that and hear about my story, how I grew up in a small town, how I've worked for every single thing that I've had, how nothing was handed to me. I've had two or three jobs. I worked in customer service. I waitressed, which people underestimate the skill of, of waitressing. Working in the restaurant industry has taught me far more than any class in law school has. You have to have the ability to learn to deal with people from all walks of life. You have to know how to make a situation right when you're put on the spot. You have to put your emotions aside and remember, like, that customer in the restaurant is there for a good meal and good service. So when somebody comes to me, you know, it doesn't matter what I think about a lot of things in the outside noise. They're coming because they need help. And they want a good service and me to be a good attorney for them.
1: Yeah, I've read that you give your personal cell phone out. You also meet clients in person. You go to them and that's uncommon, right? You're decreasing their effort. You know, you're making it more convenient for them. And so is this kind of just falling in line a customer experience and just how you want to be treated? Like this seems like a big USP that most people don't do.
0: Yeah. So when I first started, you know, I I had a couple clients that came with me, but I didn't have a ton of money or deep pockets like a lot of these big firms. And so my whole mission was, how am I going to be different? What can Ashley do that's going to set her apart? And I was like, I can just be myself. You know, I love. I genuinely love people. I love meeting people and talking to them and hearing their stories. And so, my whole business was built on you know a virtual but concierge type service where I offer to go to the clients. Um, a lot of attorneys have told me I'm crazy. I give every client my personal cell phone number, and you know, it's it's just an extra touch that if somebody needs me, I'm there. You know, the number one bar complaint is lack of attorney-client communication, and every client has the ability to get a hold of me at any time. So I just try to go the extra step and be there and be available as much as I can.
1: That's fantastic. And and, and your identity, I really want to talk about that because out of the gate, you started with branding and taglines and this positioning out of the gate. Most of the time, it's like an afterthought. A firm puts up a website and they put up their car and truck accident pages and then it's like oh i need a brand i need a tagline so talk to me about developing first of all your tagline um your brand and like what what went into that in terms of the creativity and 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 your thought as it relates to marketing
0: so when i started my firm i didn't have any you know i didn't have cases and i didn't have i didn't have a ton of money to start marketing and advertising so i was like okay well i need to make a brand that is attractive and something that's People are going to relate to right i didn't want just the traditional skills of justice the traditional you know law firm stuffy you know old school mentality it's just not me so i feel in branding and marketing you have to be yourself you have to be truly authentic to who you are so when i started rollins law i started the logo and the tiger so everybody thinks it's just a tiger and it's just because it's, I'm aggressive, but it's more than a tiger. My philosophy teacher in 12th grade always used to say, ride your tigers or they'll eat you up. And he was very passionate about making students understand that they were created for a purpose and you should pursue whatever sets your soul on fire, You know, ride those tigers or they'll eat you up, pursue your passions and dreams. Don't get caught up in the money, the money will follow. Just do what you're passionate about. And so he unfortunately got diagnosed with eye cancer my senior year, and he, he passed very, very quickly. And I can count on a hand probably how many people have changed my life, and he's one of those people. So when I started the business, I wanted something that not only was good for a law firm, but that had personal meaning to me and who I am and what I stand for. So when a lot of people think it's a tiger and then they hear the story and find out the story behind it, it makes it so much more meaningful. And then actually, on the book that the Tiger's standing on, it has the Micah six eight, which is the tagline, "Do justly love Mercy, Walk humbly." And that's just, you know, keep me focused and remember everything that I have is, you know through through the Lord. And then over the f- past few years, it's kind of transitioned into this avatar, car crash, ash, kind of personality. Um, to take on as part of Rollins Law, I can be serious when I need to and go in the courtroom and and fight and stand up and do what I need to do. But at the end of the day, I think people want to hire a brand and a person that is likable, that's charismatic, that they can relate to. And so I think that that's where the disconnect is a lot of times between the customers and the general public and attorneys. And so my whole car crash, Ash, and the Avatar is to appeal to you know the public and the customers to let them know, hey, I'm just one of you and I'm here to help.
1: When your firm is just starting out, business development often looks like shaking hands and getting out in the community. Ashley went the extra mile to secure cases she felt she could win.
0: It is exhausting, but when I started, it was literally boots on the ground. I kid you not, I had business cards. I went door to door and I introduced myself to everybody. I went and met attorneys that were doing well and asked them if they would refer me cases they didn't want. People will still send me cases from the start. It was, they just didn't want it. So I started and I introduced myself to other attorneys to ask for cases that they were declining that they didn't want. And I went and met doctors, chiropractors in person showed my face everywhere. I went to every event for like the first three years. It was absolutely draining, but I was everywhere and it worked. And I still try to go to as many things as I can. I think it's a, you know, you need to show your face and people like to do business with people that are nice and and good people. And so you just got to show your face, show up and keep working hard.
1: How has your marketing since you started and business development strategies, how have they evolved? In the beginning, you said you're, you're everywhere, exhausting, meeting, shaking hands, getting referrals, taking those cases they didn't want. And now you've developed a pipeline. How do you look at marketing now?
0: So I think when you first start, that stuff is an absolute necessity to do. A lot of people are like, I hate going out and networking. I love it. So I could be out every night of the week and meet doctors and chiropractors and clients. I love the personal interaction. So that's something that... I'm kind of unique when it comes to that. I actually truly enjoy it. But now it's more I don't have to do that as much. And I'm focusing more on the digital aspect, social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, started some TikTok stuff. um, And then just trying to really have different types of advertising, you know, Spanish posts and then a flat post and then a post with a video and then a post with me and then. I drop some raps on Fridays to try to show, like, you know, my creative fun side and not be so stiff. So I just try to put in a little bit of different flavors and touches the advertising rather than just the typical every single post, every single billboard is injured, question mark. Call me like I mean, I'm not even part of the general population. And maybe I notice it more because I'm an attorney, but I just can't stand the same you know, slogan the same thing that everybody says. So I try to just be different in my advertising. It's not like you wake up and you're excited you got into a car accident or a catastrophic injury. It's like going to the dentist or having a do- going to the doctor's appointment. Most people don't want to hire an attorney. They do because there's a specific problem or need that they have. And so I put myself in the eyes of the consumer and customers. How would I perceive some types of advertisements? So I try to diversify my ads to to suit people of all, you know, ages and backgrounds and generations. Cause I think there's, you know, different types of advertisements that work different for everybody.
1: Yeah, and no, I think a lot of times when I see this myself, I see like individuals getting stuck in like one particular demo or one particular message. And, and the other thing is, you know, a lot of times it's cringeworthy of like being a consumer, not being an attorney, I'll be driving into the city and it's like, congratulations, you're injured. And it's like, ooh, that kind of missed the mark in terms of EQ.
0: Yeah, nobody I mean, nobody wants to go through that. And I was rear ended probably like 12 years ago. And it was a pretty hard hit. And I was dead stopped. And so I always tell clients like, I've been hit, I've been injured. And I didn't get medical treatment that I should have because I was young. So when it comes to the younger athletic clients, I always explain to them on the phone, I've been there, you're you're going to feel okay. But like, here's what you need to do. And this is this is from personal experience. And so I think that if you look at things from you know the outside view of you not getting in that one track lane of you're an attorney and you're advertising and you're trying to get cases, but actually like okay, well, what are these people looking for? What do they need? You know, they want somebody that's going to listen to them, that's going to be compassionate, that's going to find a solution to their problem, and that's just going to be there for them. Most of my clients, a lot of them, will just be grateful that I was there for them, that I answer their phone call, that I answer their text message at 10 o'clock at night. Or, you know, on a Saturday, just because I respond, you know, even if it's even if it's just them saying hello or something, I acknowledge it and I respond. I think that goes a long way.
1: I couldn't agree more and on this next one. I'm, I'm going to let you be a little creative here. And I, I want because I know you have this. Oh, no. <laughs> you have this huge vision and it's just so clear to you. You're, you're a driver, your passion. You just want to grow, grow, grow. I would love to hear if you could kind of articulate what is your vision for Rollins Law?
0: I don't think I can say this on camera.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can. Go for it.
0: My husband always says, don't say that out loud. Um, I want Rollins Law to be a household name. So that's that's been my goal since day one. A household name as far as everybody everybody knows Rollins Law. But everybody likes Rollins Law. And everybody that has an experience with Rollins Law, I mean, you can't say everybody because in personal injury, there's always those outliers. But people have that good warm feeling that they want to do business with Rollins law and we're, you know, a customer consumer friendly brand. And we're more than a law firm. We really want to help and give back.
1: That's that's the name of the game. I love that. Actually, this has been fantastic. Where can people go to learn more? Where can people go to connect with you?
0: So on Instagram, Rollins law, APC or car crash, ash Facebook, Rollins law, APC, And same for YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Well, TikTok is car crash ash. And then the website is therollinsfirm.com.
1: The personal injury space remains fiercely competitive. To maintain your edge, marketing has to be front and center. Ashley takes cases others won't and is vocal about her work. Her community knows they can come to her and she will fight for them to take the hard cases like a superhero she is. I'd like to thank Ashley from Rollins Law for sharing her story with us. And I hope you gain some valuable insights from the conversation. And as promised, here's a very special Pim Easter egg from Car Crash Ash.
0: Some think it may be too much to bear, but I took the lawyer oath, so I solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States, and I'm honored to be the one who advocates. I'll uphold the Constitution of California A anywhere from Diego to the Bay. Being a good lawyer, it's far more than a debate, but for me, I live every day with my foundation of Micah 6-8. So what does it mean when you raise your right hand, when you utter the words as an attorney on the stand? Faithful execution of my duties as an attorney, to the best of my knowledge and ability. As an officer of the court, I will never sell my clients short. I will carry myself with dignity be courteous and maintain integrity so if you're injured in a crash you know who to call call me call car crash ash
1: that was amazing you've been listening to personal injury mastermind i'm chris streyer if you like this episode leave us a review we'd love to hear from our listeners i'll catch you on next week's pym with another incredible guest and all the strategies you need to master personal injury marketing